seriously. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is a lot of sightings and that's going to be in two weeks, bro. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to unsee you for another year. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You know, too many, too many. <laughs> Hi, Lex. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to uh, rehydrate. I was going to say, did you work out today? No, I'm no from tequila shots and wine drinking oh. last night. Ah. <laughs> uh, the a different kind of beat up on the body. I got you. Exactly. Exactly. Kill you. Kill you. Gotcha. Huh? <laughs> no health is wealth last night. <laughs> <laughs> Mental health. And dominoes. <laughs> Did you win? Oh, yeah. Damn right. Damn right. I mean, y'all all going to say y'all won when you hop on the show, but whatever. Hey, hey, I, I, I took pictures of the scorecards. <laughs> you that nigga? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Hey, that's hey, the, that's hey. the only way to prove it nowadays. <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody be lying. Now nah, it was me. I won that one. Yeah, everybody. I didn't even get a house in. Like, what you, what you talking about? You <laughs> Did y'all put money on it? Nah. I ain't got no extra money. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> Some IOUs on it. Why just, is that the thing that every black man I know over a certain age be like, I ain't, I'm broke. I don't know what y'all talking about. No, nah, nah, usually I'd be like, you know, I'll, I, you know, I'd be like, I'm cool. I, I'll put a few dollars up, but no, I just invested a lot into the company and <laughs> okay. I'm broke. <laughs> my brother has been saying that since he was like 25. I was like, nigga, you are 25 owning your own business. How are you broke? He'd be like, no, nah, I'm broke. No. Is he gonna leave no, and go to Japan rich. for like three months? I'm like, what? Yeah, man, that's how you do it. That's how you. That's how you avoid taxes. That's 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 a good tax trick right there. I'm always taxes being your family asking you for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the you black do, tax, the new yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. You, you never you never know. People people be infiltrating. You know what I'm saying? You never know what their religion is. You're not wrong. Y'all seen the first forty eight? Y'all know y'all know how. <laughs> They get the people that look like them first, right? you know. They Yo. come and try ask you too many questions. Like, wait a minute, where where that refrigerator come from, fam? Tell <laughs> you ain't got a dollar. Like, come on, come on now, now. I I wonder when it comes to shows like the first forty eight, and I know you guys have kind of said stuff similar to this before, but like, do they really just? I don't know if they shoot a bunch, and then they only show the snitching ass episodes to make it look like they're good at their job mm -hmm. or it's just a lot of snitching ass people. Nah, they Both. <laughs> like whatever is best for TV, of course, but niggas be snitching. Like It's really that bad? Yeah, like all they got to do is divide and conquer. Like you divide, you divide niggas, take them out of the same room and next thing you know, you know, you throw some time at them and you see who, who really what. That's the crazy Especially part. Especially if a nigga get a cheeseburger. <laughs> Oh yeah, they feed you. <laughs> they get you a spicy chicken sandwich. What? To, when no, they nobody. open the door, when when they open the door with that bag of Whataburger, and then they're like, "Oh, wrong room. This is for your partner." <laughs> Yo, I had Whataburger for the first time like two days ago because somebody was like, "That's the Texas thing. You have to go." That shit is trash. No disrespect if y'all ever get sponsored by Whataburger, but it's not. <laughs> 
it's, like, it's only good at three o'clock in the morning when you're leaving a strip club. That's when it's good. It, I don't know what, that's where what I it fucked is. up. <laughs> it was like 6 p.m. on a Friday. <laughs> exactly. No, you don't go. That's not the 6 p.m. Friday meal. That's the 3 30. Just left the strip club and you don't know how you how you should feel about yourself at the moment. That's when you eat that burger. It's, it's the Waffle House of the burger companies. Oh, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's yeah. It's and and the girl had an attitude. This is the first time I've ever had somebody in Texas in customer service have an attitude. I was like, "Why? Why are you mad?" <laughs> because she's working at six p.m. at Whataburger. Right, like, you're you're only seventeen. Like you shouldn't be <laughs> balling out right now. Like she probably yeah. wanted to be outside. She probably had something she was trying to get to. It's just I'm not gonna have time to lay my edges. If you're talking, she's seventeen with Instagram. Man, she always gonna have that mentality. <laughs> That's she's looking at other 17-year-olds. She already looking at the well, I don't Kylie's not 17 no more, but those type of 17-year-olds. They motherfuckers mm-hmm. are great. And I'm working at a burger company. And you gonna talk, you gonna talk to me about your order? <laughs> right. well, fuck this job. You know, I'm working on modeling on the side. You know what? This is the last day I'm working today. You gonna talk to me about your order as the person got, who takes yeah. orders is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, for you to tell no, me because, about your order. No, because the way things be broken up, you know, they be trying to save money, but you know, literally, they, I take orders, bro. Like, I write down, I write down the orders, and that's about it. Like, I don't go back there and make the shit. I don't bag it. I don't do none of that shit. I take your order. So if your order wrong, I apologize. But that also that sound like a, that's not a personal problem. That's not a camera back. <laughs> I took the order down right. It didn't come back right. So don't talk to me about that. Go back there and talk to the cook. My man's brought the wrong shit out. Not at Whataburger. Not at not at an $8 meal. It's not worth all that. Like, I'm going to just eat this shit or throw it away and go to Chick-fil-A. And I don't really, I mean, I don't give a fuck about politics. So I'm going to eat that chicken sandwich. But <laughs> <laughs> and they have to say my pleasure, right? When you say like, thank you or something, I think they're like, it's in their company policy. They have to respond with my pleasure. So which sounds like some slave shit, but also that chicken sandwich be hit. Wait, wait, who shit is that? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, yeah, Chick-fil-A. Gotta, gotta say my pleasure to what? If, if you ever say like, thank you, they have to say my pleasure as a return. Oh, that sounds like some wild shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that sounds a little petty to me. Like, I feel like, <laughs> who, who owns Chick-fil-A? That's some real pedophile shit. Like, I feel like that's some, that's some, that's some Father Martin type shit. I mean, some white Christian man, so it's probably a little oh, bit yeah, sure. That's what it sounds like. That's why. That's why he needs his Sundays open. That's why. <laughs> hey. So he can. So he can do what he need to do. Hey, real life. Somebody need to start looking at that Chick Fil A menu and see if it's like if it's like any secret menus like the um like the what like was Wayfair. That? Yeah, like Wayfair. Like you know, what what are they doing over there? Think, think about, be, think about what the real Chick Fil A sauce is. That's that's what you guys need to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I actually looked at what the ingredients <laughs> were because I didn't want to have no milk, <laughs> no white substances in my Chick Fil A sauce. No, um, yo. Oh, speaking of Wayfair, I remember when that happened. I was like, Fashelli on that bandwagon a little bit, being like, "This would make some sense. Like y'all would do some crazy shit like that." I'm not buying nothing from Wayfair until I moved. Yeah. I had to completely refurnish an apartment. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Shit, sorry, uh, Tessa." <laughs> 
Hey, as long as long as long as long as no person show up in a cage, you good. Like shit, I, <laughs> you chose correctly. You know, <laughs> you know? You split the wheel that day. Hey, you know, I hey, I I didn't, I didn't really support the talk because I didn't order the person. You know, so you know what I'm saying. You know, and, I and if they make, to... oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, I usually try to not order something that has a person's name, but I mean, if it's fire, it's just gonna be what it is. I was just gonna say, <laughs> this mustard yellow couch was fire as fuck. So I was like, look, Tessa, like, <laughs> we gonna roll this dice. We got to do what we do. Like, <laughs> all right. So um, I do not know how to intro this pod. I apologize. I've been, I know we've been doing this for like a hundred and something episodes. I get that. Uh, so we're gonna say, uh, shout out to our sponsorship. Uh, shout out to, uh, I'm sure Monia just spliced that part in, but I'm going to do my part for what I heard Money say. So shout out to Northwest Pizza. You know what it is, my guy. Shout out to Uplifters. You know what it is, my guy. Uh, shout out to Lex Bug Productions. You know what I'm saying? Out here making us look amazing. And also filling in today is yeah. Britt from the Conversations with Nation. I was, I was like, nigga, did you forget my part? Hey, hey. <laughs> I'll do that shit on the fly, okay? <laughs> so, I mean, from just, she be here sometimes. Hey, you know what? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, hey, you know, by now, you know. Hey, Britt, I don't know you through Conversations with Nation. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> that's, not how, that's not how my introduction was. I got to remember, like, okay, this is what Britt does right now. So, you know what I'm saying? That's hella yeah. funny. <laughs> I be trying oh. to I be trying to work on my industry work, but I'm I'm so bad at it. So <laughs> it's I, I apologize. We'll, we'll hire somebody for that. It's okay. <laughs> hey, real, hey, real life, real life. That's like that's some things I gotta seed out. Like I just gotta be like the intelligence in the background because I cannot. I don't I don't snooze too well, fellas. I mean, fellas <laughs> and ma'am. Uh, don't feel bad because I. Oh shit, the reef. Shouts out to the yes, reef. and shout out to the reef. They they can handle all your audio needs, whether you're doing book porn, uh, recording music, <laughs> anything else, uh, hey, ad hey, libs. Book, book porn is cold, yo. Like, I need so, somebody, you know what? I got an idea. I might hit the book three for a time. I'm going to get in there with the sexy voice talking to some book porn shit. You know? <laughs> hey, oh, Lord real Jesus. quick. I made a dude. <laughs> The dude said he makes three hundred thousand on OnlyFans. All he does is talk because he has a deep, he has a deep ass voice, and he says all he does is read sexual books on his OnlyFans, and he got he make three hundred thousand a month. That, that's fucking nuts, though. You it, know what? I, I mean? it, it, I've seen it. <laughs> you seen uh, it or you heard it? Well, I mean. I guess C slash so I was let me get full context so I'm not feeling like a full creep out here. <laughs> okay, big br- br- subscriber. <laughs> that's, that's, she's like, oh, you I, know him? Hey, that, right? hey that, that's that's how she falls asleep at night. <laughs> get my stretch on, you know, a little you know, bit. Set the aroma candle up. No, you know, she got to look good after the one time. Stretch it out, put press play, and you know, get, she, get ain't right. finish a, she ain't finished a story yet. <laughs> That's how good he is. <laughs> Yo, no, I was um, 
special. She has her show on Wednesday nights for streaming, uh, sorry, Sing Sounds, which is music has nothing to do. But at, at the end of it, we always go into another person's like uh, Twitch stream. So who's ever streaming at the time. And one time we went into this dude's Twitch stream who was like, basically he like reads erotic material on Twitch and then has like a mood set visually and yeah so I was like this is a little weird like okay is it is it his own stuff or he's reading other people's shit no he reading other people's shit which is also where I'm like "Mm." okay so he's like the he's like the Kevin Samuels of the like he sets the mood but he doesn't like he's not he's not pulling from his own (laughs) (laughs) and maybe I don't actually that was the only time I ever saw him so maybe some nights he does his his own personal and then everybody nah, he for sure be sneaking in some work from here. It's like he be trying to split you try to split the time in, like try to sneak his little product in and see if it worked or not. See how everybody responds. <laughs> you know, that's how you do it. I give you some shit that you know and then I give you some shit, you know what I'm saying? See, see how this work out. I'll for I'm sure be in there to freestyle. I'll be in there to freestyle the hell out of a story like now nah, I'm, I'm not gonna do it for free though. I'm gonna do it for the for only fan. I'm about to Hell, you should not free. Do you know how quick your mind is gonna shift into some other shit? And this story <laughs> is gonna start out sexual and end up with like him saving hey. the world or some shit. Yeah, like, no, that's gonna it'll go into like some whole like dystopian type feel, and then people like <laughs> take each other out and shit like that. It's just like the last of the last uh men and women of the world, and then they don't even want to fuck with each other, so you can't reproduce. You know what I'm saying? All the men start fucking with the men, women start fucking with the women. You feel me? Oh, that's deep, though. You feel me? You see, just I just off the dome, Lex. You know, <laughs> the, had them in there thinking. You know what I'm saying? Because because you got to think about it. Like everybody got different time frames on when they bust. So at the point of their bust, like they still, you know, I'm just trying to get them to listen past that point. I don't want them to shut it off. I'm trying to get the full view in. You know, what this saying? was not the day to join. This was. <laughs> Ooh, if you're smart, L, you bring it up right to the point they about the bus and uh-huh. then switch it on them so it's at your front. That's disrespectful. Demon retention, you feel me? Exactly. That's, That's disrespectful. I get don't, it. Don't like, do that, that to a woman. Hey, you know what? Huh? Don't do that to a woman. That's disrespectful. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that does to y'all, but you know, for some of the men, that might empower them. They might have never knew that they could, you know, gain oh. attention. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't immediately give you blue balls. That is funny because I think that's like a universal <laughs> thing that women think for like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read somewhere every time you bust, it take a year off your life, and that's why way back in the day, motherfuckers could live to be six hundred. But now, since there's so much porn and niggas is busting all the time, that's why everybody died at 55. My nigga Lex said 600. <laughs> I feel like they was fucking more back in the day. Nah, you, they wasn't fucking. They had what? too much other shit to do. They had hella wives. <laughs> and they weren't fucking none of them. They were making it yeah. all sorts of other shit. Yeah, Disappointing like, <laughs> would that be to have hella wives and not be fucking? What would you gain? I guess they run your empire or whatever, or your home, or I don't yeah, know. But I, I, feel like, like, I feel like you fuck less when you have hella wives, like because now you got to deal with if you if you could just have hella wives and fuck them, then that shit would be amazing for guys. But I don't think that that's the case. I think you have. I feel like that wives. was the case back then, though. Oh no! Uh, because think, if you got hella wives and you do damage on one. The next one's gonna be waiting like, oh, it's my turn, and you gotta do damage on that one. And you ain't gonna be able to make it through hella different wives doing damage 
after a while, some of them just gonna get the like the limp noodle or the <laughs> the fake strokes. It's hey. gonna happen. Hey, it, 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 no it, strokes it, is hilarious. And it only takes that one time where like you fail for that one, and then that always sticks with her. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she. She's coming up on that lineup that time every single time. I ain't like you <laughs> like oh like tonight, you know, there's a primary who's probably like the initial one, and then it goes from there. So you gotta make sure the primary is good and then you work from there. But you know, your your rawest one is probably the last one, you know. So you you definitely want to be fucking on the last one. You stop fucking on the first one, you know what I'm saying? It's a problem, it becomes an issue. So if you got yeah. five lives, but you fucking the fifth one and the first four is pissed off and they they not congregating and created like a whole Mental warfare against you on how they about to take your ass out and take her out. It's a problem. And then next, you know, they let the empire in through the sewer. And you're taking over and you're dead. You feel me? And that's and that's how niggas got taken out back in the day. That's exactly how the empires used to go down. They used to then, you know, whoever whoever survived this who told the story, they lied about that shit. But that's exactly what happened. Cause you couldn't you couldn't tell wow. all the yeah, because you couldn't tell all the greatness that they did beforehand and then had them taken out by their four wives. You know what I'm saying? That's not that, that, that that's not a good climax. Yeah. You know? Empires came down from salty bitches. <laughs> but are they really salty? Because it's not, I feel like it's partly the man's fault. You don't have five wives if you ain't going to put damage on all five. That's a different type I think of they had. I think they all had side niggas though. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm, because I'm thinking like medieval times when yeah, people had yep. their main wife and they had all these concubines that were like under the wife, and they and either the wife could have an attitude and be like, oh my god, or she could be like, fuck these little girls, I don't care. Like I got a couple side niggas, like it's good. <laughs> that, that, that's real, but that's dangerous though. You, can, you know what I mean? Yeah. See, I was about to say. You had you oh, had uh, you had the top cats like uh, you had his energy and and he had all the power <laughs> and stuff like that. So if you found out about that, everybody did. You know, mm-hmm. so like, bruh, if you if you if you want that wife that bad for your life, then that's that's interesting. Yeah, see, the side niggas back then they would do it, but they wouldn't do real damage because they know how dangerous it is. So they they can't they can't just be like having the king's wife busting. They got to just give her enough just to get her through to the next day. <laughs> <laughs> but you also got to think they were marrying girls that were like 13 years old like because they were caught they was all about like childbearing age so you'd have girls that's like 13 married to like 65 year old dudes so i mean if they not and they was eating hella red meat you know what i'm saying like no vegetables out here really so they probably wasn't Fine that balls. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> i can't believe this is where the beginning of our pod went they used to come in and just had a robe open with a big ass belly <laughs> Have no, a wine no, just no draws, no, no draws, just one leaf over the ball. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like trying to be sexy and shit. Got like, touching, touching his nipple and shit. And that's yeah. what you all got to walk in on. She hella hairy, no fresh shower, nothing. You know what I'm saying? She she just got a period of shit. This a first, this a first experience, and this is what she got to look at. That's a cold game, yo. So by twenty, what she for surely got side niggas. Because by the time she's 20, he's damn near almost like, what, 75, 80? She for sure got side niggas. Yeah. Who yeah. is doing damage. Because he not he know he not doing damage at that point. Or that, or she's fucking the son. That's not her son. That's a good point. 
It's possible. Or like the uh like the leader of the um like the general or the or the of the army and shit like that. Hell, you would put the most alpha ass nigga and be like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the nigga that got to go out there and actually fight and he come back in because that's that's just enough time because he be going for months at a time. So he come back in town, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's it's doing damage. It's, oh, what? It's on He's doing hell. Actually, he might be the nigga to be as opposed to the king. When yeah. it comes to yeah. women anyway. You got to oh, fight, but like. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. He get, he get the pick, pick of the litter or whatever you want. Whenever you want to, you know, he just he just got to survive battle. You know what I mean? And this story just grows from there. You know, if you ever seen Braveheart, you know, <laughs> he ended up being, you know, by the time he come back after that fifth war, he he eight, nine uh, feet tall, uh, kick over mountains with one toe. You know, they got all kind of stories that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> man, saying that, oh. imagine what the women's stories are. This nigga's dick. Three feet long. This thing was just thing was fucking me from the whole other side of the the castle. You know what I'm saying? He was on the east side. I was on the west side. <laughs> all over there. What is this thing? Filled up the whole moat with cum. Just... <laughs> oh, and then he's traveled too, so that means he's he's had some like other shit from other parts of the world. So he probably came back with tricks. What? All the new moves. What? Yeah. Hey, hey, going to war and fucking and fucking something on the road is nuts. Like that feels <laughs> great. Like as like a like if you go into go onto the road to another to another uh like dynasty or little kingdom, whatever, and you pull up on them and you get like, you know, they do like the sit down where you gotta have the dinner and it's like hospitality and you can have what you want and stuff like that. My place is your place while we talk bust down this business. That is where it's at. Like the road, the road. Pearl is where it's at. I think, you know what I'm saying? Like after a long trek, because that's probably a few days that you've been on, you've been just walking to the next spot. (laughs) For the sake of the joke, yes. For the sake of women empowerment, no, because we stuck with y'all babies and shit while y'all just get to go do whatever the fuck you want. What you mean? They was out there fighting. Like they don't, they don't even know the reason why they fight. They just be out there just fighting. Just stand. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, just <laughs> all y'all niggas is fighting. We don't know what y'all fighting for. Shit, y'all be raping us. Other people be raping us. We don't know what the fuck going on. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was tough it was, for it was women. A wild time. It was a wild time. It was a wild time. But luckily, you know, people ain't out here on, on the, uh, you know. I don't want to get out of this. <laughs> but obvi- but like low-key evolutionary wise, like that's why I believe men are only able to like typically like come one time and like need to be done for a while. Could you imagine if like animals and humans, male species could have multiple orgasms and it was like common in one niggas would be so rapey. Y'all already kind of rapey. And then like what extra rapey? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe rape tactical. <laughs> I mean, would they though? What? Oh, would you they? think it would make them less rapey? I mean, because I think right now they because they're not able to bust enough, then it makes them extra rapey, you know, because they have to wait long periods of time for their next bust. 
So like that makes them like hella aggressive in the moment. What if they if they bust like if they could just bust multiple times, then maybe they'll have less instinct to like be out here just like need to like I need to go fuck something. You know, what all I'm I can say right now is I'm cracking up at the fact that money gonna have to listen back to this and be like, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> for 20 minutes? <laughs> Shout out to you, bro. <laughs> hey, buddy, look what happened when you leave when you leave us alone like this, man. You know what I'm saying? You leave, you leave us out here to play play in our own lawsuit. <laughs> He's probably like, let me hit a Brit. He'll, she'll keep them together. <laughs> like, bitch, what did you do? <laughs> this is what happens when there is no supervision. Right? Exactly. You joined in on the fuckery? Jesus. You know? All right, so Lex, we'll just jump over to what are your questions over here. <laughs> <laughs> we do have topics this week, folks. You know, that was one that we just threw off on the fly. That just happened to be that we all saw each other, and that's the topic that came to mind. Why the fuck knows? <laughs> all right. All right. So, Lex, I'm going to read this one now and see what everybody's thoughts is. Right, so oh, my God. Yeah. So my, <laughs> my, new, my new theory there is to type. Okay. Sorry. My new theory there is two type of partners in a relationship. The one that tries their hardest to destroy their partner when they play any type of game, or the one that lets the other one win. Hmm. Context, Lex. Uh, the context was me and Kendra were playing dominoes, and I was just, <laughs> I was just whooping her ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the third game, I was like, "Damn, maybe I should let her win because this ain't right." And then I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna do it one more game." That's the context. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lex. Question: Do you find do you find that being like a thing uh, that you think more of um, earlier in the relationship or later in the relationship? Like after you after you've had some time together, because I'm wondering, like in the very beginning, how lenient you should be, or if you should show a certain level of dominance, certain things that you're good at. You know, just as like a, a stay a stick with it factor. You know, like this nigga can't you can't be getting your ass beat and everything, and like you acting as if that's the case. You know what I mean? Because then it's 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 terrible balance. It's terrible balance between the two personalities. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to get in the uh, <laughs> well. See, stage. this is where you're gonna judge me even more. Nah, it's it's been like that from the beginning. Whenever we play video games together. I'm whooping that ass. But see, there's certain certain games she beat the shit out of me and she talks shit. So it's like, but I know there's other people who would be like, no, you're supposed to let them win so they can feel good about themselves. No, that's not the way it works. That's not how that's not how the world is. <laughs> I ain't giving you I ain't giving you false compliments and make you feel like you good. Well, if you go out in the world and you play a video game somewhere else and they beat the shit out of you, then they're hey, gonna I, think I'm weak. I, I feel I feel like that's that's every uh that's every black male's uh speech that they gotta have at least once. <laughs> Their family is like once you walk outside this door, they don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> Once you leave this house, nobody cares about you. <laughs> I was about to say, honestly, like, I'm probably the worst person to ask because that's exactly, my father never let us win. Like, my mom used to get mad at him for never letting us win. Like, nothing. Uno, like, video games, like, 
what was that twister like nothing and that was his speech <laughs> when you go out the world the way i'm about to hand you nothing like, hey. whole thing but the crazy thing is is that now it's starting to reverse because he's about to hit 60 we're in our 30s you done conditioned us to be yeah. relentless out here <laughs> and we be whooping his ass and loving it <laughs> yeah. not but i bet you no, I'm just going to say, I bet you him as a parent, though, he feel good about that. I think, I think, yeah, now that he's softened up and his ego has like shrunk a little bit. Oh, my, oh. my dad, probably 10 years ago, he was, he was low key salty he, to the point he started to kind of cheat because he didn't, he wasn't, he used to be a cheater, but I could tell he was getting a little salty. And now that his like ego has softened, he's just like, well, I would just take these L's, I guess. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> fucked up for 20 years. <laughs> I was gonna ask, do you let your do you let your daughter win? No. Mm. Mm. No, I don't think you should ever let children win anything. Like nah. I think I think it's more of a decision that you have to make with like your partner, just depending on like where their like comfort comfort level is, but or or what you want to deal with actually later on, because you know. If they still spicy later on, and you know it's a little issue, it's you know, a little tension there. You gotta iron that. Six hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I better not get no six hundred year speech from my uh, from my partner. Don't don't do that to me. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to get that speech. This <laughs> household. I'm gonna need you to get all that all that out outside this household. So before we walk in this door. Don't you dare give me no 600-year speech, okay? That's hella funny. No, I mean, I just, I would be salty as fuck if somebody let me win. Like, I get mad when I feel like somebody is, like, letting me win or they're not playing at their best. Like, because if I'm going to lose, I want to lose knowing that, like, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to lose and, and, like, feel like, uh, maybe they didn't try their hardest or that. I want to be like, no, you came to play. And you play well, you whip my ass versus like, they was kind of just being like, eh, whatever, like, no. Nah. But on the other hand, I, cause, cause my thing is when I get my, the moment that I win and I get my bragging rights, whoo, it feels so much better. Mm. I know you didn't let shit happen. So mm. what? What if, that, what if that, what if that win never comes? <laughs> you got a weak bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's something that's <laughs> she gotta just start coming up with things that she know you can't be better at like I don't know like shit if we gonna be completely honest I still ain't got my win on Mario Kart yeah still ain't got it Mar I've been Mario trying so I've been trying so hard just be can't do it still waiting on a Mario win who is your character, my man? <laughs> I done tried everybody. I done switched it up so many times. I'm going to pop up. Right, like Bowser. Exactly. Now, I done tried. No, when it comes to Mario Kart, though, there's like, is she like a super pro where she's trying, when she goes on there, she only wants to pick like the super world where you could fall off the side and you know, be hella far back in the race. You know what I mean? Like, is it that one or is it like the initial level? You can't she get random. She could do random anything. Okay. She goes to like if we go to Dave and Buster's, she would go on there with 
strangers and get in first place. She's mm. a savant at this shit. Mm. Okay. It's good. It's good to find your niche, you know. Like find your one that you know you can get a W on. That's like a lesson in life. You know, when you're getting your ass beat, you should definitely know something that you're pretty good at or great That's at. That's my point. And go check, go check on that one and get your ego up, you know what I'm saying? And, and then go attack some other options, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, if you're really about it, go secretly get better because I'm that I'm I'm that person. We're like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you know, but I for sure been in the bowling alley <laughs> ever since that ass whooping. Um. <laughs> and I'm about to come back and whoop that ass and act like nothing ever happened. They're going to be thinking I'm cheating. It's like, no, nah, I'm really <laughs> putting in work for the last three months. You ever been in a bowling club and shit? <laughs> right. came, came back, got a spin, got a Norwich ball. She's bringing her own ball to the to the spot. Like, wait, wait, wait. What is, like, what babe, is, where you get them shoes from? Yeah, like, what is this? She know all the new lingo. Yeah, I just hit the 710 split, you know. I know how to throw it into the gutter and make it bounce out and then hit Yo. all the kids. Now you, you know, know something's wrong when you walk in and the owner is like, hey, what's up, Brent? It's like, this what the fuck have you been? <laughs> now you know you get so nice at something on the low that you don't even say nothing. Like you just go and do your deal and then you go sit back down. <laughs> and be like, and brother be looking at you, trying to talk to you. He's like, nah, I'm in a, I'm in a focus phase because you would have so many times that I'm about to beat the shit out of you. Like, I will talk to you when I'm done. Right. <laughs> when you see this final score, when I'll talk to you. <laughs> a question, Britt. Um, have you ever? I know you're in a relationship before, so for a while. But um, have you ever, if you're, if you're a dude, played like 2K or something like that, and that was like. Okay. A, special thing that he he always was playing that shit have you ever tried to learn how to play that on the low just so that you could have that extra time with that individual when or, i was young, that's something that women do i will say that i think some women will do that because i do think there is like a uh like a message that goes out to people i think just in general of, of couples of like try to find something to do together that y'all are enjoy. So when I was younger, I would, um, my ex-husband was big on, um, I, I'm assuming it was Call of Duty. It was one of those shooter, shooter games. And I tried for like a week and then I was just like, I, I can use this time to do something else. <laughs> like, I just, I more so was like, I don't, you know what? Like, let this be your thing. And then I could use this time to like, go have some time to myself, but it would have to be something I actually had a slight interest in. But if I try it and I'm like, I don't like this shit, like I'm gonna be like, that's just your thing. Like, I, I feel like that was a gold star moment right there. <laughs> like I don't play video games anymore, but I feel like that is a gold star moment as far as like, if that is something that you're not good at or um, haven't figured out how to do that, but that's something that the other person likes to do or is like enticed in or whatever, then use that time to go do something that you really like to do. That is a, that is like the perfect way. That's the perfect yin yang for this type of situation. It's literally go do some shit that you really like use that a lot of time to go do some shit that you really want to go get done. Cause y'all don't always have to be underneath each other to like, in order to say that we're spending time, like not all time is good time. And you're going to fuck up. Like I would be, if there's something that I really love to do, like I would be hella annoyed if you were trying to do it to be like, with the intent of like, I'm trying to spend time with you, but the whole time I'm like, you keep fucking up my shit. <laughs> like, I just would prefer 
but it's got, I got to be nice and like accept this shit because it's supposed to be no like let me have my shit. <laughs> yeah, like 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 if you got a garden and folks is like over here like cupping and and pulling pulling up shit and stuff like that and like stumping on it and you know walking all up walking all through your garden it's like wait wait wait, wait. get your ass out of this vicinity like just move go somewhere you have you have nothing symboling a, a green thumb like nothing <laughs> you're just in the way just leave me alone you know but I also that's the thing too about getting older is I think the older you get and when we think about people like getting set in their ways when they get older I think the older you get the more set you get into like what your things are and you enjoy doing whatever your things are and it's not about this other person so like if they can add to it cool but if not it's good versus when we're in our 20s like what oh my god like I just want to be around you all the time it's like I don't want to be around nobody all the time yes yes (laughs) so with that being said Disney the biggest gangsters in the world. The biggest gangsters ever. They, they are. The realest of niggas. <laughs> the realest out. What are, we, what, what are we talking about on this? What you what did you watch, Lex? What did you what did what brought that what brought that about? Nah, what brought it about was they pushed back that Black Widow movie. And I I just remember they pushed it back again. Um, Nah, it finally came out. Oh. But I remember before it came out, when they were pushing it back for the year and some change, the only thing they kept saying in all the trailers, exclusively, only in movie theaters. And then they put ah. that shit out on Disney Plus. And then, <laughs> and then looked at Scarlett Johansson like, do something. I forgot about that. They, that was like supposed to be their first plunge back into like the, the movie theaters, right? Um, yeah, exclusively or whatever. Like they were trying to push that. So, do you think that that has to do with uh, with like her star um, with her star getting a little dimmer, or is it literally just um, has to do with a business move for them because they're trying to, of course, get people to move in? They're in a subscriber game now, so they have to show a certain amount of subscribers every single month. And this is the best way to do so. They're finding, I'm pretty sure the data is fucking crazy right now with these uh, with these uh, streaming platforms that shows like the exclusively two year streaming platform. And then also now being able to take advantage of the theater uh, people as well. If you can just put something in theaters for say um, a one week or so, and then put it exclusively on your platform. And then it, then it hits other platforms after like a month. Then that gets you from that gets you some theater money. That gets you um, your subscribers for a specific month, uh, so you can show that to your shareholders. And then that gets you the back end, whatever can come from. There's no DVD sales anymore, but or there is, but there's just minuscule. But that can get you also to like the the streaming on all these like the opened up streaming for all the other platforms uh whatever money comes from that because i think when they go to other platforms they still sell you like it's a dvd so they sell it like for like 20 dollars or something like that and then you can rent it so that's kind of how the the period goes for that so do you think that that's what it is you think it's the light the light dimming or you think it's specifically a subscriber based model that has worked and they're continuing to get more data on that it was definitely a business deal because they put it on Disney Plus, but you got to pay to rent it for two days. 
mm-hmm. and you pay $30 to rent it for two days. And um, so the movie came out and it was like the biggest move, like biggest selling movie after pandemic. But they keep saying, oh, out of all the movies, out of all the Marvel movies, this is the lowest profit movie. But then they made another like 54 million just off of them putting it on the streaming side. So, and then with Scarlett Johansson, she's like, I'm supposed to hit certain bonuses if I get certain amount of ticket sales. You guys told me you were only gonna have it in the movie theater for a certain amount of time. And you guys reneged on all that. And they're looking at her like, you ain't in no more movies. We don't give a fuck about how you feel. This is your last movie. <laughs> do you feel like, sorry if your answer, your question didn't get answered, but uh, do you feel like they, like part of her contract when she did Avengers is that she said she wanted her own movie? Because I think it's interesting that they would choose her own, um, I forgot what they're called when they have like the individual. Spinoff? Yeah, like, or there's a different word I'm thinking about, but um, like, do you think they thought that was the best idea? Or do you think she signed a contract and was like, y'all gonna give me my own shit at one point? Oh, that's it. I don't know. Because I, I feel, feel like, like they, her storyline is only a step above Hawkeye because I don't really care. <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. I, think they, I think they definitely waited way too long to give her a storyline. Um, this was something that should have took place um, if they were gonna do it prior to I think what they did was is that they saw they looked at the data for um with like Captain Marvel uh Wonder Woman for sure um and tried to ride some of those trains um which is weird that Marvel is usually like a front like a front person uh so that Captain Marvel went before Black Widow is something that's weird already um, with Scarlett Johansson having, you know, being way brighter of a star prior, and then they use—I forgot the person that did Captain Marvel, but then they used like somebody out, like from Brie Larson, right? Yeah, so yeah. they they used her out of like the like uh, alphabet to play that character, um, and they gave her a movie prior before um, Black Widow, so that was kind of that was pretty telling. Ben, um, that this was kind of like a take advantage of the women empowerment deal as opposed That's what I was gonna to, say, yeah. yeah, as opposed to like actually creating a great storyline and character um, individual movie for Scarlett Johansson, which you could definitely do. She was definitely a, a leading lady that you could have capitalized on that back when she was in the initial group of uh, Avenger characters. It felt like, to me, it felt a little like I feel like a lot of their female movies are very, I don't know. I feel like they don't be giving it to they they best writers. Like I feel like they just be like, hey, like we gotta, we gotta get this off. <laughs> and uh here you go. Cause I don't know. Just don't be <laughs> feel just- like I did Captain Marvel was eh, like what's her name? Wonder Woman. I didn't even watch the second one. The first one was like okay. Wonder Woman. No, just don't, don't definitely don't watch the second one. But Wonder Woman is player, like I overly Gal Gadot fuck, is bad as hell. So yeah, I, I overly fuck like, with Gal Gadot. I overly fuck with Gal Gadot. She's they, gorgeous. They played they played her as a leading lady in that second one. How dare they give <laughs> how dare they give Wonder Woman that storyline in that second one? They they had her as the softest of characters 
waiting for like this this uh this uh regular ass like this memory of this regular ass uh white dude with blue eyes like that's literally what they played her as it's always that so like okay so side note i randomly have been re-watching like old movies lately and don't I tell me like, watching Disney movies i didn't watch a disney movie i oh. was actually watching a lot of black movies i was watching okay. like um what was the one How, um why do fools fall in love and like love junk anyways i but Net, i did get specials on the on the <laughs> I was about to say, you must have got BET streaming. <laughs> oh, Netflix. What do they call it? Like the Black Celebration Collection or something? Yeah, yeah, no. It's like, oh, there's a Black person in here? Let's call it that. Yeah, Black, like, black Stories Told. It was like, no, that wasn't told by a Black person. Right? But. Like, what are you talking about? But Twilight, this has nothing to do with Blackness, but Twilight. I was like, all right, I never got through all the Twilights. I'm going to try to start watching one of the latest. <laughs> The way I just was like so irritated about how so fucking helpless women always got to be in the, even in movies about them, they still hella fucking help. She's just like, oh my God, like I can't live. Like this vampire doesn't love me and he's not coming here and I'm throwing myself in danger so he can come and say, and I'm just like, ugh. And the same thing they did with um, X-Men, like Rogue growing up from the cartoon was my favorite character because she was she was dope as fuck. She was a strong ass, dope ass woman. Okay, and dope. then Rogue in fucking the movie X Men, she was just all sad. And I'm like, I'll never have a boyfriend. It's like, bitch, what? <laughs> like, you can fly. Like, you can kill niggas <laughs> by taking off your glove. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Rogue was more of like a a, a rebellious character, and they took that they took that away from her uh, in order to like. Really, what they 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 really and Rogue had niggas like Wolverine yeah. and Gambit was like you know what I'm saying like yeah. you out here sad shut up <laughs> yeah like yeah like yeah she she does have a certain like what they tried to play on was like being an empathist a little bit like that like when you have when you have like the sensitivity for your hands or whatever they try to play on that part with the crowd but I don't get why you play you cater to the crowd so much you know what I'm saying like. The crowd don't always know what the fuck they want until you show it to them. So I'm, it's kind of weird that they decide to go that route. But hey, you know, it's 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 meant for like they're trying to sell as many tickets as possible. So if they're gonna cater to everybody's softness, then so be it. You know, because because it's not like, one woman that is like doing some shit and they got nothing to do with a man. Like like that's why Brave was so well received by women um because or and also what the first frozen because everybody's like oh mm -hmm. shit this ain't about her needing a man to be saved like frozen yeah, they, is a whole like that's a whole they got, they got, a, they got a few they got a few um i'm trying to think i'm trying to think there was one that was a film i want to say that was along those lines, but I can't think of it right now, so I'm not gonna hold up everybody while my my, my brain goes through everything that my brain goes through right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Lex, did you watch the end night film? Oh yeah, I watched it. Did you? I have not watched it yet. Uh, but it sounds it sounds like you're thinking that he uh, you're not thinking, but you feel that he shamalined us. Oh, all over my face. He shamalongs <laughs> all over me again. <laughs> <laughs> it was you, to the point at the end you, you, leave, like, you, you leave so sticky huh yeah 
It's like <laughs> no. The only way I can describe it is when you have that one night stand and you know you're gonna wake up to somebody that you should be waking up to. Yeah. And and you can't be mad at nobody but yourself. That's how I felt as soon as the movie ended. I was like, I can't be mad at nobody but myself. Because that's what he do. What was the most recent one that he just did? Old. Where everybody on the beach and they're getting old hella fast. Oh, okay. I didn't watch it, but I just Is that not similar to the resort? It it was. But except for he put himself in the movie <laughs> like he always does. Oh, he found he found himself in there. He found him a character. Oh yeah, yeah. He definitely did. Oh, so he's, then, back to, he's definitely back to his Shyamalan way. <laughs> oh, all the way. He Shyamalan out. Like, he was like, oh, you niggas must have forgot. Nigga, this is what I do. Mm. <laughs> you, got, you, got some criti- you got some critical success. It was like, yep. <laughs> Rewind. You know what I do when I get critical success. I'm going to give you some bullshit. Uh. The, the, but really, the thing that made me think about it is I want to know who edits his trailers. Because mm. if you watch all of his trailers, you would swear this motherfucker just makes the best movies. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the movie and you're like, you motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, I could imagine just looking at the trailer of O that it is basically the exact thing that the trailer was like the trailer it wasn't like it gave you anything extra outside of what was in the trailer i can imagine that being the case for old like when, once you leave the theater you're like damn i swear i could have i just watched that in the trailer like the entire movie yeah. was it like a, was it like an hour and maybe 30 minutes no it was two it was mm, two what? It was mm. yeah I, I told you he full-on m night me <laughs> <laughs> like you guys know Lex, I'm playing. Lex, that motherfucker, he took Lex. his shirt off and was flexing. Like Lex, we, t- we talk about this all the time because what M. Knight is great at is he's great at providing suspense. Mm-hmm. Like, he can build suspense like no other, but he doesn't complete the thought. Oh, my so, gosh. The worst closer. <laughs> so, I told you. He don't, so, he don't know how to bust his neck. He, <laughs> he get close, and then all of a sudden, his grandma popped in his head, and he just fall in. Ah. I just envision it as a nigga that's hella good dribbling and doing hella extra shit down the court but can't make a layup. Like, hey. like what? A layup, it, nigga? Busy B. Busy B got game over here. <laughs> you know? Got all, got all like, the handles nigga on. to the Harlem Gold Trotters. He don't hey, need to be I'll throw this here. thing off the backboard when I'm done, though. Trust me. I'm about to shoot on the wrong rim. All that shit. Yo. Zero IQ. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's crazy, man. I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I was I'm meaning to, but I'm not gonna watch it in theater. That's for sure not happening. So that's gonna have to hit one of these streaming sites for me to get in tune with yeah. that one. Just stick with the servant. You ain't missed nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got me for the servant. I hope that they finish this season though, because because uh, I can't I can't wait much longer for this damn cult. I know that much. So. <laughs> They're gonna have to show me a coat one of these episodes, like early in this episode, early in this uh, next season before I commit to the whole season. Cause they is this stay season in- four or season three? This is season three. If they stay in that house for one more season, <laughs> I am going to pull my hair out for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
It's, it's a dope-ass house, dope-ass setting, but you cannot stay there for three seasons. Like, I'm going to need y'all to leave the house and show me something else. Y'all can't just keep showing me downstairs, upstairs, <laughs> attic, like, and then... Uh, um, backyard. Backyard, <laughs> basement. Bro, I'm going to need y'all to go somewhere. Stoop. Uh, first, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't the Cosby's, bro. Get out your house. <laughs> <laughs> move out your house even, even they went to the uh to like the rec center you know what i'm saying they, they used to go to a random spot sometimes they was in the hospital you know oh. even though my man worked from home <laughs> <The doctor>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I really used to watch the copies like religiously like <laughs> yeah, i just rewatched a couple episodes the other day i watched that whole season when i was in good what Cosby's a dope. It's it stood the test of time. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna be the person that's out here telling people what they should and should not do, or what the people think that they are bad and good at. You know, I can't. I just know that his work was great, and I, I'm, I, if everything is true, then that's fucked up. But it, you know, <laughs> I, I probably should stop right there. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I should have any more. Any more uh, conversation about that part? Hey, I'm actually <laughs> proud of you, L. You didn't need money there to tell you stop. Wait, you just knew. You know, mind. like I, I, I felt like I was teetering on the edge, and, I, and my next statement was going to be the last statement. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm the one that you have to just cut the tape and can't, can't, can't put it out. We got to edit that whole piece. <laughs> and you know, I'm trying to get through this one with no edits. Even though Monty ain't here right now, he's going to edit the fuck out of this entire thing. We're going to try to do this thing with no edits. You know? <laughs> Money, Think about it. be listening like, did Lex say rape tactical? <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> Money, keep it all in there. Don't worry about the branding. Don't worry about the sponsorships. Don't worry about any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? We about to get all that shit. Trust me. Loki, he should have let. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful and happy to be here, but he Loki should have let two of y'all crazy motherfuckers <laughs> just go. <laughs> That's why I said I really think he thinks I'm supposed to balance this shit out. Like, no, I love their craziness. I'm gonna just let it ride. <laughs> it goes ridiculous. Hey. All right. So with that being said, I'll keep it in a sicko mode. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to give out. Uh, the baby appreciation award you know that's what i wanted to do I would, with my time flight this was perfect setting for us to do so uh shout out to the baby for saying what he said and saying it with the conviction that he said when he was on that stage for that crowd shout out to the baby you know what i'm saying i feel like i feel like it's important to say because not not specifically for what he said you know, like i'm not <laughs> You know, some of the some of the things, you know, you know, it's, it's it's pretty detailed, you know. So like that, that's very specific, you know. So that might, you know, add to like some hate speech if you want to say hate speech. And I feel like people need to stop with the all this hate stuff or the the idea of hate speech. Um, I don't know. I feel like people need to get a little bit, you know. Uh, I'm gonna stop. At, I'm gonna stop with that. I'm gonna stop with that. Part. <laughs> Let me just end. Let me just end. Let me just end. <laughs> but I was I was giving out the appreciation award to the baby because my man said what he said and did what he did and then dropped the follow up video to to that double down 
that doubled down on what he said and was even worse. And I'm giving an appreciation because that's coming off of him having the biggest song of his career, which was Rockstar, that probably just alienated all of the new fans. <laughs> So that's why I got to appreciate it because at your highest of heights, my man said, fuck all this shit. You know, like, my man came in, my man came into the, my man just built a brand new home from scratch and put a big ass bull, bulldozer right through that thing. Shut it, it all the way down to the bottom, back to the foundation. We started again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can only appreciate that level of commitment to being yourself at all times. Because this, this taking it further into the psyche, though, also like not none of the bullshit, but further into the psyche, it's just more so like the, the system of control and staying out of that part. You know, like yeah, off of the main uh, mainline success and all that, you can literally fall into like a fall into like a, a autopilot of just doing all of the quote unquote right things and getting all the branding and um uh, sponsorships and uh deals and working with all these different companies having your own mcdonald's meal and uh all these things that you can have like mainstream success with or you could be your motherfucking self and be like you know what fuck all this shit fuck you and your sponsorships fuck everybody that think that i should be whatever and y'all wish y'all was me y'all wish i had the money i had y'all wish i had y'all wish y'all could create your own company. Yeah, I wish y'all could do this, that, and the other. And I'm an entertainer. And I, I never said that I wanted to be a role model. All I care about is my child. And that's about it, you know? And I didn't call the body and I'll catch another. You know what I'm saying? Like, those, those are things that I can, you know, I, I rock with, I can appreciate. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I just wanted to give a shout out and an and a appreciation to the baby for being your natural self. You know what I'm saying? So that is that is a statement by LG that has nothing to do with anybody else <laughs> on, the, on the podcast or on the conversations with nations. Because you know, they stay for sure trying to get their branding and sponsorship and shit like that. So don't think that it came from there. But I said that. <laughs> I gave the appreciation. You know, and the fire and the fire I rock with people that just be themselves, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not mad at that. I'd rather people show me, show me who you are and make me make a decision from there as opposed to just doing whatever the sounds and feels good to making other people feel feel good, you know, like because for one thing, a lot of people don't know who the fuck they are. So why the fuck am I trying to make somebody feel good um, or feel better about themselves if it's only going to be a small um a small um, glitch of, of happiness, you know what I'm saying, for them, and they'll be on to the next thing that they're sad about and need a uplifting about, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, it, it kind of, that, that's kind of, that's where I, that's where I fall at. I just like people being themselves, and then you can make a decision from there. That was all, that was all for my appreciation for the baby. I don't know if y'all have anything on that, if y'all want to stay, stay away from that, but I just want to give some the baby love, you know? I'm curious. Which is it's so funny because when you texted me, I was like, everything but that last one. No, but and we we just laughed about it. But um, at what point? So, is are things like 
you know, the phobias, right? Homophobia, transphobia, the isms, the racism, sexisms. Are those, is it, is it classified as those things simply off of belief or does it, do you also need action to meet belief to be considered that? Like, are you racist based off of your beliefs or are you racist because you believe something and you choose to act out in your life that way? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is is initial. It starts with belief in order to create an action. I don't think people lead with an lead with an action and then garner belief from it. I think you kind of get like their you get their belief first, and a lot of that is passed down. So, like if you grew up in a certain uh, a certain area or around certain people, or even in a certain household uh, where this is what this is a learned response to things then you just re, uh, regurgitate a lot of that same type of belief system you know what i mean so i think that's a lot of until you come in contact with certain folks or certain mm-hmm. things in, in certain settings and you get a different learned response you know like uh, from being immersed in a lot of what they're uh, what their culture, what their culture and their ideas are, you know, what their ideologies are. So I think until you get that, then you more so just have like beliefs that can turn into actions. Okay. So the reason here, let me give you context as to why I was thinking about it that way is I, one of my podcasts that I listen to weekly is called On These Hoes. Um, and it's Kamira White and Precious Hall that are both from All Deaf Digital originally. Um, I think I love Precious. She wants to be out here in Dallas soon, so I'm hella juiced because I'm like, I'm for sure going to that show. Um, but I love their podcast because they're very like, they're just very them, (laughs) and it's so great. But um, they talked about the whole thing around a baby and and TI and whatnot, and it was so interesting to me because I'm listening. To their take on it and they were very much like agreeing with ti and his, his stance on it and um then went into like this whole thing about they weren't directly saying it but they were talking about their beliefs around homosexuality and so they were kind of just separating this thing of like do what you want to do but like you know we have to still teach our kids and it was interesting because they went into the like the kids thing that y'all had talked about last week they're talking about like, you know, teach our kids still what's right and wrong and certain things are natural, not natural, which I'm just saying what they're saying. I'm not saying where I land on it because scientifically speaking, like you have all the range of sexuality in nature, but nonetheless. Um, and so they're going on this, this whole thing about it. And they're also doing the thing of like, you know, but like, believe what you want to believe. And then it was funny because I was like, it was so interesting that at the end, they always like read a listener's letter and the producer picks it and they don't know what it is. So they go on this whole thing, they finish their, they finish out the rest of their show, they get to the listener letter and the listener letter is basically a gay woman that wrote in about how her family <laughs> treats her poorly <clears throat> because she's gay and she lives in like the Bible Belt South. And their advice for her was more or less like, fuck them, <laughs> like, let them feel all they wanna say. And sometimes you gotta like say stuff back. Da, 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 da. And so it was so interesting to me to go like, where at what point we're so big on labeling things in the west and we want to throw everything under or whatever right so like throughout watching that episode there is a point where someone would probably label them homophobic 
And then they would get to this letter and somebody would probably be like, well, I don't know, because they kind of having your back right now. I'm telling you to like, that like, who, whatever you do is your business and who cares and you're a great person da, 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 and like shit on your family <laughs> if they shit on you. So I'm kind of, that's where my question stemmed from. I was like, is it, is it what you believe or is it your action? Because I also give like, there's just a certain age of a person where I go, they gonna believe what they believe. It don't matter. They, that doesn't make them a bad person. Like if you're 40 and above, like your ideas about what is going on in society are pretty cemented. Like the same way I think for me, like trying to wrap my head around um, like the, the switching of pronouns and, and, and the trans community and things of all that, all that nature, like that is something that is for my parents way too far removed. They're like that. Yeah, there's no way I'm. I think they're ever gonna probably like fully wrap their head around that. But because I'm born, however many years later, and this is a newer thing, like so I go like each generation. I feel like there's something new, but we also gotta look and be like they 40, 50, 60, right? Like they they didn't had enough change in their lifetime. <laughs> like, as long as they not hurt nobody, let them do their thing. You know what I'm saying? But sorry to circle back. It's kind of like where where does the label actually happen? Is it what you think or is it necessarily how you actually go out and act in the world? Yeah, I think uh, just because a lot of these things get tied into racism and uh, it always likes trying to move into like race. I think a lot of like the um, plights and like uh, problems that uh, people have with like sexuality they immediately want to jump into it being uh, tied to something that has to do with race and um, and like uh, you know black uh, African Americans uh, issues with America and like the Jim Crow era and um, slavery and all that stuff. I think like all those things tend to be like a, a trampoline uh, for a lot of these other issues. And I feel like they can't they can't work synonymously, like for me mm -hmm. personally. Um, so I hate that they get like sexuality is a is a preference of sorts to me personally. Like a, I mean, that's like what you prefer um, to have, like prefer to be identified as and prefer to like uh, do as a person and stuff like that. That's fine. Like what your sexual preference is is beyond me. Like that's. What can I say about that? Now, there, of course, there's people that go out of their way to um, jump in on these topics, um, especially if they're overwhelmingly um, against it, uh, then they'll find a way to have an opinion about it. But I don't think that's any way, shape or form uh, similar to like somebody that's racist. Like I think like racist ideologies that you have uh, is something that you should strictly work on. Um, if you have a, a problem with somebody's sexuality or uh, sexual preference, uh, then that's something that you can work on. But I don't think that's something that you have to work on. I think you just have to make sure that you're not acting on anything that's like damaging to another human being because of those actions that they, that they partake in. With that being said, I think there should be a longer leash for people that that's not what they, that's not what they grew up knowing or understanding all this pronoun stuff and 
how many letters get added on to that plus. Those are things that's going to take time for people. You know what I'm saying? Like they say that you have, they said that they have like these, uh, these like open forums for you to like go to and know more about that community. And that's something that people that aren't from that community should do. Um, but if that's something that they have not done or they're not aware of it, and you're telling them to go out of their way to go to one of those forums to then find out more in order for them to have a better understanding when they do meet somebody from that community so that they're not ignorant to whatever their plight is or what they want to be identified as initially, then you're asking a lot from the general public. You know, there's certain individuals that are like over, like they overzealous and overdo everything. So yes, they'll go out of their way to do those things in order to make other people feel comfortable. But I think you're asking a lot of the public to do that for sexual preference and sexuality. Like whatever you identify as, people are identifying as everything now. So at this point, you can't even take anything at face value when it comes to sexual anything. Like, I don't know what the fuck you are. I don't know what you identify as. I don't know what you like. I also cannot say that I care so much, but <laughs> I do care. I do care about what you care about. And I just want you to not feel uh, uncomfortable around me because of something I said, let me know if that was something that was uncomfortable and then give me the, um, the freedom to then change my, like not do, not say it again and also learn from that mistake. Don't just condemn me and cancel me from that point. But racism is completely different to me. Like, I feel like that, those ideologies is so outdated that that part needs to be updated for everyone. I don't care how old you are. Um, if you're a ra- if you're a racist, then I mean, by all means, if you're like 60, 70, 80, and you you probably your family probably had slaves, then you know, like I'm not so much like I get it, and you're outgrowing with it. Okay, cool. But passing that to another individual and or getting mad at an individual if they have friends that are that of, of a different race or actually are dating somebody of a different race is something that you might need to check yourself on. That's just me personally, but I just feel like they don't, they shouldn't be tied together in any way. But I think that all the other communities tend to try to jump on the bandwagon of that particular plight and that part. Wrote me a little way, but it is what it is. I feel that. And so like, is it, I think, well, not is it. Let me not ask that because it's more a statement. I think, well, one, I definitely separate the two as well. Like I separate racism for a lot of other isms, mostly because I go, it's too ingrained in the fabric of our society. Mm-hmm. Like in, in too much of the fabric of our society. The, mm-hmm. Every system is so ingrained. So I go, it is a it is a completely different problem. And I also go to me from looking at history from a like political or legislative space, I think I've seen black people like complain like, oh, well, like y'all will figure out all these rights and things for the LGBTQ plus community, but you won't address racist shit. And I go to me, that's an indicator that like this is significantly more ingrained and it'd be much more difficult to actually address than some of these other liberties that at the end of the day, like they don't affect the structure of our society as much. And so it's easier to address an issue surrounding that community than it is to address an issue surrounding 
racism because that means you would have to completely tear this shit down and rebuild it. And it's like a that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know. And 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 I def I definitely agree with that way of looking at it, like from that side. So you know, racism looking at these communities that are um, garnering and gaining rights uh, and having like support and stuff like that, uh, then I definitely get that. I just, I just hate when that, that is actually gaining and, and getting, getting traction on their rights piggybacks and uses, uh, racism as a platform in order to get their actual agenda in. Like it's, it's very similar to another topic that I have as far as like, uh, get your folks, uh, mass being compared to slavery and wristbands being compared to segregation. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like everybody's, everybody's issues that they have personally gets tied into, uh, 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 black people's issues out here. You know what I mean? And that's, and it, 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 it makes you recognize that people know, they know black plight. Like they, they have, they know exactly what it is. They just, you just don't want to do anything about it. Like you do know that it's a negative, it's a negative, there's ne negative connotations to it because you utilize things that you care about and you take, you take this, this area right here and then jump and like springboard off of it, you know? So like, Did y'all hear about that? I didn't. I don't know what specific thing you're talking about, but I've definitely heard people refer to like their choice of mask or not is like being told to have to wear a mask is like control and y'all are treating us like slaves. And I'm like, whoa. Yes, that's exactly, <laughs> yeah. that. like, that's exactly what it is. And then like the wristbands part, it has to do with like a retired uh, NFL person that was white. Uh, was talking, you know, talking about it might have been on a podcast or something like that, but about the whole because the NFL is they they have to wear um, certain wristbands. They have to wear a wristband if they're vaccinated or if they're, mm. if they're not vaccinated. Uh, they have to wear that in like around the um, like around the arena or like around their practice facilities, not while they're practicing, but actually when they're just like in meetings or around or anything like that, so that they can know the proper distancing and who needs to wear a mask and how many people can be in a room at a certain time. So stuff like that. Uh, so that's what they mandated over in the NFL. Um, and that's what he was talking about is that that's, uh, that's um, like, that's, that's, segregation basically so if you looked at how that is then it's a segregation tactic uh so it was just interesting to me uh just because like yes the the vaccine thing is like a huge topic like the i talked about it before as far as like the um about people getting vaccinated and then like the separation would be by which vaccination which which uh which vax you got uh whether it was uh, Moderna, Pfizer, um, or Johnson and Johnson, and that's how they would be able to separate you. Uh, but then, like now, since they're you know they didn't reach their they're not I don't even know if they're close to reaching their goals as a as America is, but um, like the seventy five percent thing. Yeah, um, and they tried to give away everything. To they even made a rap about it. Juvie? They made. <laughs> they made a rap. <laughs> They gave away. Uh, Go ahead and back that thing up. <laughs> that nigga better have got a bag. Ooh, he better have got a bag. I would be so what's, mad if he didn't get a bag. What's crazy yeah. is 
Baby got a bag from that shit. Because, you know, Baby still owned that shit. So that nigga Baby was probably at his house. Back that thing up. Just, what? <laughs> what is hey. a gift? Oh yeah, baby was for sure. He was like, I, he said, he said, not in person, no. I ain't gonna hear that video. <laughs> I definitely collect that check though. What? Baby yeah, is such an evil. Who else wanted? <laughs> nah, baby, baby cold, but Slim might be the coldest. Cause when do you ever see Slim? That nigga, that nigga don't even talk. Bro, like when you do see him, he ain't saying that she ain't saying shit. But Slim, Slim no. is just as big of an owner as uh, as Baby and everything. Like they they bust that down. But Slim, you Slim ain't said a word in thirty years. You know what I'm saying? Like the public that nigga don't only talk through text message and email. <laughs> hey, I swear that's the posi- that's the position that I would play. Absolutely. You know, if I could pull that off, which I would love to. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I would love to do that. If I could just be off the be off the globe and just collect and just talk to folks through text and email. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have a uh I wouldn't even have a device on me. That'd be something that I'd tell somebody else to write something down. And he probably that nigga that's only answer with one word, like cool. Okay. Bet. No, it's, it's gonna be a lot Thumbs of bet. Up. it's gonna be it's gonna be bet. He don't even no, you guys don't understand. He don't talk. He just got a notepad and he just writes one word on there and holds it up to him. <laughs> and they just, yep. Yeah. yeah, don't don't mess with my piece. You feel me? Like let, let me live my good life. That's hella funny. Nah, we was just chopping on that. Um, let's I see. got one. Can I do one? Yeah. I mean, that be our guest. That, I was going to say that wasn't an actual ask. I know not to ask with you. Do what the fuck I want to do. Like, you do hey, you, right? you, you know you know what five you Exactly. Throw some shit out there. You know, we throw, we throw shit against the wall. Let's see what. <laughs> that was to Lex, who was going to tell me yes. <laughs> so, question. So, I was having a conversation with, with a friend, and I was. Um, and we were kind of just talking about like the getting back out into like the world of dating. And he had just got out of a relationship that was like four years or so. And before that, it was like another relationship where he had his kid. And so like, he was kind of saying like right now in his life, he doesn't necessarily have the space between like work his creative endeavor and raising his child who he has a larger percentage of custody over um, and like dating. But he's also like, he doesn't have like the fuckboy energy in him. <laughs> he's the nice guy who definitely reads like serial monogamous. All right, but he- before you finish this, I hope this, I hope you don't lose this idea. But we're gonna need we're gonna need since we have you on here, we're gonna need y'all to please give us the definition of a fuckboy. <laughs> let us know what this fuckboy energy thing is. Now we'll now that we have now that we have now that we have a woman on the pod, can you let us let's know? circle back to that because okay. I'm gonna forget All my right. ideas. All right, okay. <laughs> so his thing was like at this point in my life, right now, while I'm building, like it would just be easiest for me to like have a person where I just had like an understanding with. 
of like, when we see each other, we see each other. When we don't, we don't like, and when we do, it's good, it's great, whatever. And we can do this respectfully. I'm not about to be on no crazy shit. Like, hopefully you're not on no crazy shit and it's good. And he was like, but the problem is I give off such like nice guy vibes that when I do meet women, they trying to like, they trying to, they basically trying to wife a nigga. (laughs) And he's like, so, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what did we just talk about? These women out here trying to turn (laughs) niggas into bad bitches. You got to watch out. (laughs) That's the bitch he needs to go get. Like, (laughs) just fly you out every once in a while. Hey, do it. And so his thing was like, so I was telling him, I was like, the issue, in my opinion, is that you can't, like, sorry, y'all hit me down as serious me. But (laughs) my thing was like, you can't check off. Okay, either you're going to have to find a woman who is going to, who also just wants like an understanding mm-hmm. or because if you find a woman who is open, cause that was the whole other part of the conversation where I'm like, nah, did it in your thirties. You're going to find a lot more people willing to just have understandings because people are busy doing shit. Right. So like, I was like, either if you find a woman that is open to having an understanding, but also open to committing, they're going to put you in like the commitment bubble because of all of the things that you bring to the table. And because of how like, nice and like honest and all these things you are I was like so I think you just can't go in checking so many boxes like you gotta like you gotta go in with the ability to check 10 boxes but only check like six of them bitches because if you check all 10 they gonna want to like be with you and he was like well how do I not check all of them if all of them is like who I am and I was like you know I have answers, but they feel a little out of pocket. But so I'll bring them to y'all. My first thing, I was like, "Lighter these." Are, are you? Are you? What else? You want us to get them out of pocket? You don't want to break it to them easily. Okay, right, rip the bandaid off then. Um, but yeah, so like. One of the things I did say, I was like, I don't, I'm not going to promote lying to people because I, I don't, I don't promote that. But I will say, I did talk about like frequency. She don't got to lie. He That's just... the fuck boy energy, L. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was checking. I was trying to see what you saw. No, um, I think frequency of access to you is something that you can control a little more, like. You could be yourself, but don't be out there like in their phones every night. You know what I'm saying? And like all that shit. But I don't know. What, what would be y'all's opinion? Uh, I mean, a good rule of thumb uh, would probably be to break any level of consistency in contact. That's usually a good way to go about it. So if you are speaking every single day and especially if you go into if, if part of your good good guy dumb is to check on people in the morning stop like once you, if you check on somebody anytime before 12 o'clock then they're gonna feel something they're gonna feel something in that you know what i'm saying like wait till lunch wait till brunch you know what I'm saying? That's, that's a good time wait till about that good one two o'clock like what's popping what what, what you doing tonight you know what i mean like that's that's a good place to keep it at you know like but i think a lot of times 
the in between, like the a way that it gets misconstrued is that there is the contact is very is very is often, you know, so that creates the consistency that is not something that some people are used to. Uh, you got to also remember that, you know, there, people have a bunch of different experiences. And if their experience to this point has been that they've been dealing with fuck boys, I don't know what that is yet, but uh, Brit is going to tell us at some point. But if that's what they've been dealing with, and usually, you know, I, no, I'm going to just say it. I'm going to say it because I feel that fuck boy is a great word or great uh, concept that women came up with to to uh, to band together and battle it out with the same guys. Like, I feel like they're, they've been messing with the exact same person, potentially, in these situations. And they didn't know that that stove was going to be hot. They was acting, they saw, they saw the stove on and acting like it wasn't, it wasn't going to be hot and ended up touching that thing anyway. And when they touched that thing and they found out it was hot, and now they don't want to touch it no more. They want to call that that stole a fuckboy. Like I feel like that's mm. I feel like that's like the an easy way to to break out of a situation where um, maybe feelings were involved, uh, but you uh, it didn't work out. You know, in a good way for something that didn't work out to be nixed in the bud and uh, make you feel better is to call it a fuck boy i feel like that's the way that that goes i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know all the guys so i can't tell you i don't know women so i can't tell you but back to what i was saying that was a great <laughs> definition fuck will be like she for me no i nah, don't but... fuck with you at all with that definition. <laughs> <laughs> it's the self-removal <laughs> 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 I told you. I fucking told you before. I was like, people don't be catching your shit. Let me let me move my stuff. That's that's a general answer right there. That has nothing to do with anything that I know. Okay. All right. But um, that's what I was talking about before that. I I went I went on a fuckboy tangent. So. I wonder. It's about how to help this young black brother mm-hmm. drop from a 10 star to about yes. a four or a five star. Got it. Got it. Got it. On the review point. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. I thought I'm glad that Lex put it that way because it should be very similar to like how people leave uh Yelp reviews or how they how they leave uh uh Uber reviews or Lyft reviews or any type of review. It's like, what turned you off in that situation? You know what I'm saying? And you should probably balance being yourself on your side. Like you probably should do like some mental gymnastics where you do um, a good variation of like who you who you are and then do a good variation of some shit that you would never do in life and mix those two together and utilize that as your mentality uh, throughout like your singledom. Now, when you getting back to like the phase of wanting to settle down again, or if you, or while you're doing this wild shit, this fun, this fun little wild piece right here, while you're doing that, you find somebody that you actually fuck with, then just fully shine as the good person that you are. You know what I'm saying? But like everybody shouldn't get the good person that you are. And then also not everybody, uh, given that you're a good person, not everybody is, um, 
is going to end up being the person that messes with you as the good person like long term unfortunately mm. so i mean i think that's something more so for like the individual that you're dealing with than you i think you just continue to be you but if you want to like break them off easily because you kind of care about their feelings because you are a good person then you should probably start doing more mixing in more of the fuck boydom in your individuality <laughs> Can okay. I ask a question? Go ahead. Is he, thank you. Is, uh, <laughs> is he a little bit scared that if he starts to, uh, what is it called? Use some of these fuckboy tactics that he might like them? <laughs> um, I don't think question, so. Man. That is a great question, which I will be asking. But um, no, I get the impression that it's like the math. Like, you put the you put it like <laughs> the Jim Carrey mask. You put that on. You actually start fucking with the. Hey, <laughs> once you put on that precious. Hey, that mask feeling was you know what I'm saying? Cause, <laughs> cause think, no, you think about the movie. This is perfect. You think about the movie The Mask and think about regular ass Jim Carrey and how the woman wasn't fucking with regular ass Jim Carrey. Regular ass Jim Carrey put that mask on, and all of a sudden. He dance. He doing this. He dancing the women all around the um the dance floor out there shooting it out with uh with mob bosses. And all of a sudden, the woman is infatuated. You know what I'm saying? So that's just sometimes that's a that's a good thing for women. Like I think y'all y'all attracted to that part of things. You know. Wish I will also circle back to that. But <laughs> to answer your question directly, <laughs> I'll just throw a hell of shit out here. That British, like, I do not want this to go. Oh, I, do, I do not want this to be. Lord, the way I'm about to have to get back to all this shit. Um, I think it's more so like I don't think he ever like I don't even think it's a matter of like trying that on. I don't even know if it if he know if he wouldn't know what to try on. Like he's not. Some people just ain't got it in them. You know what I'm saying? Like they not, they are always going to more or less be the nice person. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't even think that he would not, not know what to do, but like ever feel comfortable doing something that would be like overly, extremely like fuckboyish. Like, gotcha. But I don't know. I gotta ask that. I gotta ask. Oh. Like, maybe you might fuck around and like it. Because <laughs> sometimes you get a taste of that devil's pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that good. Yeah, that good D'Angelo, you feel me? <laughs> nah, but, uh, <laughs> nah, but uh, also, like, it, it'll be dope. I'm, I'm, I don't know how old he is, but he probably already passed the time frame. But uh, this would have been a great, great thing to uh, come up with during college days. Like, I don't know if that's probably like around the time he had, had a girlfriend or came across a girl, but or like a girlfriend that he was, you know, connected to in that way. But that was a great time to work out these kinks, you know? Like, because that's when you can actually find, like, a you can find a, a woman or whatever your preference is. You can find whatever it is. Um, and uh, they can probably, in a way, turn you out because they're not looking for that. Like, they're literally here for whatever it is that, they're here to major in or what they trying to do business-wise and shit like that. They're not even interested in this being the case and you being a good person is now like, this is the moment that you get your shit broke 
You know what I'm saying? And then that broken piece right there is something that you can take with you for a lifetime to go out there and break some other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the that's probably that's the part that's missing. He needed his shit broke. This is me sitting back and letting you just dig your own fucking hole. <laughs> 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 You're like, what what is the fuck boy, Brittany? I'm like, I'ma just <laughs> let this shit play out. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah. let me let me circle back to your question because what's interesting is that i actually started an episode and was like oh god that's too much for me so hbo max has that fuckboy show have y'all seen that fuckboy island no i didn't even know i saw the uh the, the banner for it. I saw the, the i couple. gave it one episode it was it was not it um so the concept is that there's three women they're trying to find love and there's 24 guys and half of them are nice guys and half of them are self-proclaimed fuckboys. And their job, I guess, throughout the season is to try to find like the right, like a good guy and kind of weed out the fuckboys. I'm guess at some point they're going to try to have a plot twist of like, some guy is a fuckboy, but he changed his mind for you because we need to keep solidifying that lame ass idea to women. Um, and all, three, then, all three of them will be will be choosing a fuckboy. Oh, okay. So this is why episode one, P.S. We need we should all just have a review show about <laughs> <creation>. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. That shit would be fire, but nonetheless. Yeah. Episode one, it was so crazy to watch. First of all, it's also like the type of woman you're going to get to do this show. Probably not good at finding fuckboys. Probably has lived their life with fuckboys. Like, but nonetheless, it was, so, it was so crazy and slightly cringy to watch all these women try to process who they thought was or wasn't. And they have their like individual confessionals. And it was crazy because she, these girls are just like, no, I think he's like really, really genuine because he opened up to me about how his sister is deaf and like the struggles that, that she had. And, and this fool on his special be like, you got to give bitches a little bit. Then they open up them legs. <laughs> You're just like, Jesus Christ. So to better answer your question, to me, I'm always like, if two people are being honest, I don't, I don't classify that as being a fuckboy. If someone from Jump is like, you are not going to be, I'm not, I don't have mains. <laughs> like everybody's aside, this is what it is. Or I'm gonna, however you wanna phrase that to a woman, right? That is what it is. And you chose to do what you wanted to do with that. My thing is when any form of lying or manipulation comes into play, I think that is where I start to call somebody a fuckboy. Like they are purposely, like even when you watch this shit, like they are purposely doing things to get women to be more open to them. And like, it's like less about like, I just wanna be able to come and kick it and do what I want and leave. And we both can leave as happy human beings. And more like, I wanna manipulate you to like, <clears throat> I wanna be your drug as opposed to like, I wanna date you. I want you to be addicted to me, but like, I'm not really about to be that serious about you. And I think that to me is the level where I go, that's the fuck boy. And I will also give you credit and say, yes, women like to touch the stove. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's all. all. <laughs> <laughs> there is, we have the whole like, 
save a whole complex or we want to be the one woman that the guy changes for talk to us in any a million different ways disney mm-hmm. shout out to y'all ratchet asses but mm-hmm. also like it's like when you when you when you see something and you just know like this ain't gonna end well but it's gonna be a fun ride <laughs> like, that's also how women i think sometimes just look at Fuck words. Like I there's definitely people where I've dealt with them. I'm like, I know this nigga ain't shit. But like it's gonna be fun in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and toxic niggas sometimes have the best dick. Because I feel like they have to be really good at sex to keep you because they're not gonna be able to offer you a lot of other shit that you actually want when it comes to a relationship. So I feel like they spend a lot of time focused on making sure that's a one. And so that that keeps women coming back and around and all the different things, but it's the lying. That's true. I, I, I mean, that that makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like that that is exactly, I mean, that's a good definition for it, I would say. Um, I do have a question about um, what you said, though, uh, because on um, what about if a mentality changes? So, like, what if there's, like, something, uh, like you said, there going into the situation in order to manipulate right or or if they're um if it's if it comes across as like manipulation but that wasn't the actual tactic like the tactic wasn't about manipulation that's just actually what transpired but something switched that could still be considered a fuck boy right but so the, uh, truth be told, it could be like a, a saving of a person's personal feelings. Like maybe that's a way of like, what if they're what if they're attempting to save you, which is very probably very toxic. But what if the what if the what if the thing is, is that there's a save that you should not fuck with me. So it's like, like it's like the, the aura. So long, like you go in. Wait, say that last for Long term. Okay. So you go in with, not you, sorry. In this situation, I don't want to phrase this in any way people think I'm actually speaking about you. Yeah, no, I'm not not talking about. A human goes in with the intent of manipulating and then at some point goes like, let me not do that and like, let me be a good person and be like, or have a good person moment and go, you shouldn't do this long term, Chris. I'm not like, I'm gonna fuck this up. No, 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 no. I'm talking about they didn't go. Sorry, they didn't go into it to manipulate. I'm sorry. I'm saying that for the fuckboy from the definition that you were giving was that they went into it to manipulate or whatever. Right. But like, what if you didn't go into it to manipulate, but it comes across as manipulation because there is no um, there's no future aspect to it. You know what I mean? Like there isn't like a because I think a lot of times in um and people's dealings with each other um especially from like the the woman's side um a lot of it has to do with like how what's the term that this thing is in you know what i mean like mm-hmm. what term can this go you know am i wasting time you know stuff like that um well whereas for men like men um don't really think of things in in the concept of time you know like it is in like a something wasn't something's not a waste of time I would say it's more so like um, there was time spent 
and there's something to learn from or gain mm -hmm. from whatever time that was spent, but there isn't a wasted time factor to it. Women think of it as a wasted time factor. Like I wasted such and such amount of time with you when I could have been messing with somebody else, somebody else hollered at me on the streets and that could have been the one, but I, but I gave them a side glance and was like, nah, I'm taking and shit like that. In the thought that you would eventually be the one that takes it, you know what I mean? Like takes takes hold of the reins and does, you know what I mean? So like they're creating an entire mm -hmm. world around an individual that. Yeah. I agree with you. I think this is the scenario where I think your previous comment makes the most sense where women will sometimes just use fuckboy as a way to be dismissive about not like it's a way to be to for their defensiveness to come out of like well like i'm gonna just say she wasn't shit because this didn't work out how i i necessarily wanted it to work out um i do think that more often than not women more so than men are definitely thinking in in this realm of like time and like how much time did i give you and things of that nature but I think that there are two things I will say. There has to be honesty and communication. And if people are not doing that, then like, I just feel like if, if you're not communicating on both ends, clearly what's going on or asking and then answering truthfully, like you're just walking in a world of assumption. And I don't really think you should put concrete anything in a world of assumption. Like, why would you cement and foundation something in a, in a, something that isn't cemented or actually real? I think that's one side of it, but I also go, um, I don't, I don't know if you want to bring this into this, because I don't necessarily know if that stream of consciousness is, is linked to this, but this idea of like saving people, that, <laughs> that shit is mad toxic. And I say that as someone who, who has done that in a lot of different areas of my life, even outside of romantic relationships, like friendships, like work with kids, like being like, I'm going to help you be the best you. And you got to realize like, bitch, that's toxic. <laughs> that is not your job. Get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. um, and I've kind of more so gotten to a place of like, be my best me and if some shit rubs off that they want to take, then some shit rubs off that they want to take, but it's not going to be, it's not a project. I think I've definitely looked at people as projects. Mm. And that's, mm. <laughs> sorry. Now, now, that part is hit, right, Lex? <laughs> right? It, it hit me hard. It hit me hard. <laughs> Damn near threw up. I got punched in the stomach so hard right there. I that's why I laugh because because you can't see Lex's face. Sometimes I be forgetting he there, <laughs> and all of a sudden you just got. Mm. <laughs> like, wait, what? Um, but yeah, it's just you know. I think I think if you go in looking at someone as a project and from a I guess like a business mindset, like for the sake of an analogy, like not every business project is fruitful not every it doesn't mean you don't learn some shit like not every company that every entrepreneur has started has been successful like at some point they might hit and have a really great one but like that shit is rare <laughs>
Hey, there we go. See, more more relationships should be in the um in the same strand as business. Like they should probably be more in, like. To be clear, that that's not what Brittany said. <laughs> <laughs> Don't summarize my shit. <laughs> hey, no, because I think everybody did a summary of that entire uh little piece that we just had just now, and that's what it was. Is that more relationships? This was a quote from Britt. Uh, I'm I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that. More relationships should be in the realm of business. Like you should think of it more of like a business where, you know, some of them work out, some of them don't, you know, but you should always, you know, was it, was it, some, what did we say? Something about startups? You said something about a startup, like how many startups don't, don't make it past whatever fun period? Is that something you saw? I feel like that was something you said. And if the business goes bad, there's no shame in bankrupting. I mean, you know, shit. you feel me? There's no, there's no shame in doing it. So you know, that's, you can get that's, back in the game seven years later, right? Shit. Mm-hmm. You, know, you might, you might need to liquidate some things. That's all. That's all. Never that's use your own money to start a business. How about we talk about that? Ah, you feel me? <laughs> you see, you see what Brett talking about. So never <laughs> use your own money in a relationship. <laughs> Never use, your, <laughs> never use your own heart in a relationship. Don't do that shit. <laughs> Yo. I'm gonna summarize. I'm gonna summarize what we were talking about again. She was saying that you should never use your own heart in a relationship. You should always use the other's heart in a relationship. That that should probably be like the best way to go about making it through. All right. So I just want to make sure that we need a heart. All right, break. Good job. I, I feel like that was. I feel like that was a great one, guys. I feel like that was the one. I, I, that was the one. I feel like that. Yeah, <laughs> that touched me. <laughs> that was that was low key a sermon on the mount from you right there. I feel like that was I the mean, one. It is Sunday, you know what I'm saying? You no, know, I feel like that was the one right there. I had to, right, I had like, to have my own sermon since y'all fucked up my church going today. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's recorded, ain't it? <laughs> They got their, they got their shirt. You know, it's about, it's about fifty thousand churches, and they, and they all online right now. Uh, so, blood don't mean you family, huh, Lex? Is that what you're talking about? Man, it's crazy because this topic it really came from me having a conversation with Monty, and uh, it he said it to me in the conversation about because uh, I was telling him I'm starting to get to this place in my career where it's at it's at the point where I didn't think I would be here and mm. then there's certain people in my family are like hey if you're about to hit this next mark there's other people in your family you just can't be around no more mm. because those motherfuckers don't give a fuck if you family or not they will do the worst things ever. So you got to look at who you are around in family. And uh, it's me the last week or so been trying to understand that whole conversation that my brother had with me about that. And then I had it with Monty and then Monty was the person that said that quote. And I was going to actually ask him to talk deeper about it, but he ain't here today. So... (laughs) You guys can talk about it if you feel. <laughs> that was a money question. Yeah, <laughs> I should have put it in parentheses. 
I mean, I feel like that's something we see often said if you listen to any, I mean, any well-established in business, what, regardless of where they come from conversation, right? You hear Jay say that, you've heard Nip say that, you heard Charlemagne say that, like everybody, and you can hear people that aren't Black say that, right? But I think it's even, it's significantly, actually, let me not even say that. I won't even say it's significantly more pre prevalent in the Black community because I was going to go the idea of love of scarcity. But actually, why people be fucking that shit up too? Like, why people doing crazy shit to people in their own family because of money? Like, they be doing more calculated shit. Like, they shit just don't even be as obvious. But I think that... Yeah, but let's talk about it for real, though. I do it <laughs> from my heart initially. Like, it's not like that it was something. It, it was always tactical. It, they, they, they lost that heart a long time ago. The Caucasus <laughs> Mountains. Yeah, that's <laughs> the shit, dark that's, ages. That shit been gone. Like, it, 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 it was created. No, 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 no. no. Go ahead. <laughs> but I think that. Um, I will, I will definitely say that like, as, as someone who has just started creating things and is going to create something that is gonna require people to like have to put money up to have it, I don't expect that like my circle, not my circle, but like, I don't expect the immediate people around me or necessarily be my, my family to be the ones to really, overly show that love and support mostly because like I don't know I feel like that statement of like you you got to go outside of your home to actually ever be fucking recognized and it's said more so in a sense of like leaving the physical village right but it also I think has a sense to it of like leaving the people that are like necessarily in family or immediately around you like some people they too busy seeing it's, it's a unique person that can see all of you because most people are either going to see Lex, the nigga they grew up with their whole life, or from the outside looking in, it's Lex who has the amazing production studio and is a great executive producer and a great writer. Very few people are going to be able to look at both of you in the same person and value all of you as a whole. I think... You know what I'm saying? Like they, I feel like family will look at you as like Lex the nigga they grew up with that now got money as opposed to like this other amazing creative who had to work so hard and has done all these things and sacrifices and their intellectual talent and property. Like motherfuckers ain't seen, very few people see all that shit. That was beautiful. Not true. I'll let you know that. <laughs> <laughs> what wait i didn't see what you put up just gotta give oh. you the thumb the thumb up for the... <laughs> nah, that ass that was uh like like when uh Bird was just uh talking about all the different um rappers or not just artists or whatever um what came to mind initially was just like uh that um k-dot song uh when he was talking about the um being at the grammys and having and the niggas yeah, having his niggas there, and then then the niggas, all the niggas thinking about is plotting on how to rob niggas at the at the Grammys, and it's like my grandmama told me that there was gonna be a point where you gonna have to make that decision of how to cut niggas off because 
you have a certain trajectory I can tell from how your mental is act how your how your mental is and how you're moving and stuff like that but you have these niggas that don't see a vision you know what I'm saying like their vision is only in 2d basically you know what I'm saying like they can only see what's in front of them they're looking at stick figures basically they, they have no clue um but you as a as a as a vision a vision person visionary whatever you want to say is the words the words for it but uh yeah there's certain people that ain't gonna get that and it's okay to it's okay to separate or completely cut off I think that's a that's a thing in itself I mean for me personally like I really like the family I grew up in a household with uh the the family that has checked in on me or just like said anything or whatever is probably like the I trust me I'm taking mental notes of folks that don't speak or do anything or don't reach out the way that they did back when whatever was whatever I'm taking mental notes on that you know what I'm saying like that's like that's a that's a given that ain't no and I don't have no the, the cool thing is is that you understand where your ties lie and where your ties end at you know what I mean like that's a cool thing to have like the separation factor like whatever transpires you don't have um you don't have false individuals that you're attached to that's a cool thing because you can't have so many cooks in the kitchen too many people in this motherfucker. Some people you sit at that table. Some people didn't get invited. Sorry. It is what it is. But peace be to you. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing I've started to look at as I really try to create a circle is like um the difference between someone who who will mimic versus someone who will create like there are a lot of people who will literally who can only thrive off of i saw something and now i want to do the thing that i saw versus like i can originally create something and and not to say that like a lot of things that we create aren't influenced by other things, but it's one thing to see something, have that turn inside your head and have that spark a different idea versus I saw it, that's what I want. So now I want that thing, right? And so like, I think a lot of times those are the people who I tend to feel are the most um, opportunistic, are the most, um, like it's the quickness of it. It's the like, if you aren't willing to give time to the creation process, then I know you don't respect it. So that means I know that like, this is gonna be what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think that's something I've definitely like looked at it's, is to like watch how people move and see like, do they create or do they mimic? And not to say somebody who does create can't also be on some shady shit, but it is something, it's one of the things that I know that I utilize to like kind of figure out where people are gonna be placed. Good shit, good shit. Um, Isaiah Rashad album. Did you listen to it? Yes, sir. What'd you think? For me, I think this was his most 
and I might get slack for it as I'm listening to it. I feel like this is his most put together album. Mm. You can you can tell some of the the healing that's transpired in his absence. Yeah. I feel like that and I feel like they actually like sat down. Somebody sat down and talked to him. It was like, bro, you way too talented to go in and then disappear and then to come back. You just need to just stay and actually do this shit. And it got to him. And I wonder who that was. You know, my guess is. Who? Scissor. Mm. I, feel like, I feel like SZA, him and, him and SZA are connected because they came in at TD around the same time. Um, so they're, they're, they've been connected because uh, I think they went through like artist boot camp together uh, for TD. Uh, so they've been on that same wave or whatever. But I think um, as far as like get into an individual about whatever drinking habits you have, um, I think that would probably be a good individual to probably speak on just on what they see just from like the moment that you know they started camp to um the work that, that that's been put out to the absence and you know just because a lot of times with that especially when you have when you have an addiction and you have like some of the deep rooted issues deep uh, deep family issues that you may have and stuff like that um it takes somebody probably giving you insight into like what your worth is you know like letting you know what uh like the people the people still care about you or still want to hear from you uh just get you in the into the space or to the space that gets you you know get your um your talent out and then just kind of go from there uh but i don't think it was like a top lock in a studio type deal i think when you're sick and you're you're an, an addict that's not that's not the that's not the part that helps out most i'm pretty sure getting home probably is tough too because it's a lot of influences at the crib so i'm thinking it has to be somebody that entered that camp at the around the same time as you that's where i'm that's what i'm getting and, and on top of that and it's, a, and it's a woman you know so i think i think I think I think women can give you some some good insight to yourself that you that that men just can't. Like men can tell you, hey bro, you know. That's how they're gonna say it right there, too. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and the whole time the other nigga gonna be like, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, There's gonna be a lot of people, it's gonna be a lot of people. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of hand movements and just like you know, cause like. You know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't niggas ain't heard from you in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what the fuck you been doing? You know, like that's that's what that's what guys got for you. But these women can break can break some more some more ground. Some you know can peel some more layers off and really get to the bottom of some things or whatever. Like it didn't have to be no heart to heart crying sessions or anything like that. Even though that probably transpired too. But I think for sure it had to be something beyond the surface level of my nigga like come on now it's been four years my nigga let's go uh my my take from isaiah shit i I thought it was dope i think um i think it's cool uh the singles that he chose um and hasn't chose uh from that album that that was pretty dope to me that lets me know that he was pretty in tune 
with his music and really cared about it and really cared about how it would come across. Um, and also left some clips in the chamber. So I thought that that was a cool, like he did a good job on the, well, they did a good job on like the rollout of things, but he did a good job on choosing uh, what to put out initially and what to still keep in the chamber. Cause I think that that in the garden shit with the little Uzi is a fucking smash, but that's not a single. You know, like he didn't, he has, well, at least it hasn't been a single. Yeah, that might be one that he reignites the album with um, after it's been out for a little bit. He'll probably drop that one later on. But for that, that to be one of the first ones that you drop is interesting. Uh, but lets me know that you have a you have a good finger on your pulse, which lets me know that an artist is in a great space because they're not just looking for hits in order to be relevant. They're actually leading with their artistry and leading with them uh, themselves you know so that's an isaiah rashad thing so people know who isaiah rashad is and he led with his memphis shit so shout out to him on that one uh we about to get up out of here in a second trust me um i just wanted to leave i don't know if y'all had anything else y'all got anything else over there no oh Shout out to all the YouTube subscribers. We're a little bit late. We apologize. Keep running the numbers up. How does that nigga money say? Yeah, keep running the numbers up. <laughs> we respect you. We love you. We put out the Without challenge. Without you, there is no us. Keep the challenge going. You know? Yeah. Meet the brave, Monty Draper. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you gotta do you gotta do like four more shout outs. The signature, man. The signature. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to L. Shout out to Reek. Shout out to, to Deuce. <laughs> I love you, Mike. My God. Grand my National. God. Also, Wolf's they having a show next week, but for real, though. Like, oh, yeah. Y'all better fucking show, come through. Show on Friday. <laughs> I don't know what the tickets are going for right now, but please go out, support. He's having friends there, too. Special friends, special friends. Yeah, you might see El, El about to drop a verse. From, I was about to say. Hey, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, hey, get them tickets. You never know. Yo, full circle. What if that was the exclusive El's first, uh, his first porno reading? <laughs> <laughs> My spoken word. <laughs> Hey, at the beginning of the show, that's a cold way to open up the show. <laughs> this nigga L just sitting on a stool with a chair. It is how the water drips from the bottom to the top. Don't ask me how or why. <laughs> it is candle wax that I am using. <laughs> it is candle wax. <laughs> It is candle wax that I use. Then <laughs> I abuse. No, I won't. Let me is, light your fuse. You know that it is conceptually <laughs> consensual. The craziest part is in the middle. That nigga will be like, "Hey, my throat getting dry. Can you guys put me up a glass of tequila real quick? Then hey. get back to this." Hey, hey, bartender, pour me up. Pull me one. Actually, you know what? Just, just pass me the bottle, bro. Just pass me the bottle. No, El go take out his little nose inhaler thing. <laughs> like, All right. Uh, so. Hey, 
You know, you know how like how Dave Chappelle has the uh, has the cigarette as his as his mm-hmm. moniker. That's what that didn't, that didn't everything is mine. You know, <laughs> it's gonna be like the uh, the Lil Wayne lighter. <laughs> Everybody gotta have a signature. You know what I'm saying? That's mine. You, you know, mine is always on. We're not telling y'all who the friends are, but I mean. We might be telling y'all who the friends are. You know, I don't want to get too much. I ain't going to give you what, I, what folks are saying. Like that. <laughs> now, I did want to leave out on the uh, on the support um, of this quote. Uh, the outpouring of love made me realize that I am more than my accomplishments in gymnastics, which I never truly believed before. So kudos and power to you young young lady young woman um for for doing what was best in your interest you know best in your um for your mental learning uh, wellness uh which is uh finally coming to the forefront for how many people are dealing with what um especially the the younger group um now because of growing up in the social media age and how much attention there is around each individual i don't think people there will be studies on it at some point when people give a fuck, but to have a million followers or whatever amount of followers and to classify yourself in how many followers you have is a mental illness within itself. Uh, so there's a lot that goes into that um, on top of um how media portrays you, how much attention is brought to your doorstep on every single thing that you do, um, the type of um, how people immediately turn you into um, into role models and how they automatically give you the role of uh, being a good, a good person and whatever a good person is, you know, like, and not being able to make mistakes and making you perfect, you know? So there's a lot of things that goes into not only being an athlete, but just being a human being in today. And as a young person, that that's damn near the only life that you know uh, is is enough to say that it's not that mental illness is now trendy or that it's um, like the cool thing to say now is that people are really dealing with high levels of anxiety and there will be studies at some point on just how fragmented and problematic it is to have so many people's opinions um, on one individual. Like we, we were not meant to communicate with millions of people at once. Mm-hmm. It just was not meant for us to be. But here we all, here we are, just in the middle of it and learning, uh, learning, uh, learning about it on the fly. Uh, so kudos to her for uh, taking the steps that she's taking on the biggest stage of uh, one of the biggest stages of her career um, and making the decisions that she did make uh, because you have to keep in mind in gymnastics uh, if you have any level of uh, mental mental anything that's off then yeah any disconnect whatsoever that's not full-blown focus giving all the things that they have to do um, athletically, um, it's life or death for, uh, for a lot of those things. So yeah, r- one wrong landing or wrong, one wrong jump or anything like that, and you're putting your life at risk. So shout out to her for doing that. You know, it takes a lot to be able to do that. And all the people that's talking about the whole, um, uh, it's, a we- it's a sign of weakness and we need to stop coddling in our children and stuff like that. And this is this is very interesting because this is coming from a lot of people that are older 
And it's very weird. You know, there's a lot of people that did not grow up in this age. So you don't really know what these younger people are going through and what these adults are going through because you, these adults never knew that they were going to be talking into a phone like this and hashing out their problems with somebody on, on there saying, you know, like a, a few blocks away from them on their phone, you know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't something that they thought that they would be doing, but now they're doing that with, with you know, thousands of people or hundreds of people watching them at any given time, as opposed to just the people that should know about the situation. Everybody, they want as many people as people, as many people as possible to know about it. So I just wanted to give them, give her that proper, um, um, just sight and accolades for that, like I, I mean, that was, that was a strong thing to do. And that was a hell of a quote uh, coming from a former athlete myself. That was a hell of a quote. I wish I would have had that exact same. <laughs> uh, same, uh, like, shit. Um, what is it? I wish I would have had that exact same. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I also uh, think it's crazy to, like, two things is one. Awareness. Yes. Um, to to never have pushed your mind or your body to the extent that someone to her caliber has to do to then make a statement about it. Like you could barely get yourself up to go to the gym five days a week for 30 minutes, but you are telling someone, cause I think so much of pushing your body is, is, is so mental. It's so, so I'm like, it's it's crazy so to be like to someone like her is coddled do you understand the amount of like mental strength and coordination and focus it takes to she creates her own moves because she got so good that regular moves didn't suffice her anymore so she literally has new moves created like after her that have increased the complexity of a sport that has been for hundreds of years, but she's yeah. coddled. <laughs> it's like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think people think that because they can, because they can speak, then oh, yeah. they can do it then therefore it's 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 something that, yeah, like, bro, like she flips, like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, it's fucking flips. Like, I, I, I did a cartwheel back in third grade. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> A fucking flip i didn't jumped off of swings and all, i did backflips off of swings like i mean it's a fucking flip you know like just like and go out there and flip you know do your you know do that fucking twisty thing that you do you know it's just like oh that's not how these things work so you're not even simone miles level in any aspect of your life <laughs> hey don't know don't know what a simone miles level is you know just out here like speaking. nothing you ain't the simone miles of business you ain't the simone miles of cooking you ain't the simone miles of fucking you ain't none, none of these things so don't speak on it <laughs> you ain't put no simone miles time into that damn thing or output Right. talking about Simone Biles <laughs> but you know. that's fucking funny it's just it's, it's just interesting man like same thing with Naomi Osaka man like it's just it's, it's fucking you know all that but yes uh that is the meet the brave podcast we definitely appreciate y'all for tuning in and and all our stuff that we do on the fly uh hopefully that's something that everybody appreciates and enjoys um, and let us know what y'all think, you know. Um, but as thank we, you again to Britt for oh. coming in and, you know, 
doing what you do magically. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all gave me just enough time to, to light my to light my Palo Santo before. <laughs> no, we we, we had that we had that in mind. We had that we had that in mind when we started recording. We was like we got a certain period before she gotta get to what she gotta get to. <laughs> you know, we don't want we don't want to leave you with too much time. <laughs> <laughs> right at right at the moment, you know, get you send you right into what you need to get into. Thank you, I appreciate. I appreciate you. you know, <laughs> oh, we be trying, we be trying, but yes, appreciate y'all, and uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, love, love. Yes.